Welcome to episode 30 of the Sign Radio Show. In this episode, we talk to YX about executable graphics. Hello now, welcome to Design Podcast, episode 30. I'm Oki. I'm here with two other old men. Oh, yes. I'm Zephoid. Oh, here's Axel. And nobody (laughs) said any we're doing this, and neither do we. But welcome to episode 30 of Design Podcast. It is already the 30th. We've done it, Mm. folks. 30th. Zephoid lost his teeth just now when he was coughing. Yep. No, I just put the the external ones in. Oh, okay. Yes. Good, good. (laughs) replacement piece now i have to make sure that this ends like we're recording this is at four in the afternoon because i have to go to bed at five yeah because yeah. this is just and i gotta go to pee at six mm. <laughs> right. so this is an old man podcast but no we're here again back with great things to talk about this episode we're gonna talk about something quite quite new well is it not really no. it's been around since 2005 yeah, it's, it's actually fully grown now it's 18 years huh. yeah mm. Are you telling me that 2005 is 18 years yeah. ago and I'm now going to just like turn into dust? <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. Okay. Just when you yeah, finish school. The, the, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. 2005, and we're talking about Wednesday 14, where the execute, the, the procedural 4K graphics were introduced. So, procedural graphics in a compo at a demo party. So, not moving pictures, but just a picture, yeah. but still generated by a computer. Real time and executable, which is cool. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's a complete uh, mind bork because I mean, well, how to do it, and especially with that little amount of memory. But yeah, it's it's amazing, and we're gonna have a a great uh, little interview coming up in this in this episode, and it's uh, it will open my mind quite a lot. <laughs> I'm I'm sure. Yeah, it's just one of these things that I I kind of understand, like for intros, and it's just like okay, so you don't make it move so you have more space for other, more time for other things but yeah just having a still image i see them and especially in the last few years quality has been going steadily up we have so many great uh entries in the compose and we're going to talk to actually one of those people we're going to talk to yx uh who has won a revision and has been nominated for meteorix for doing all this kind of stuff and is really deep into so she will explain everything to us about graphics but do you guys have because i also look like they look like images i'm like i don't get how you make this with math basically <laughs> i mean the the uh, the simple thing with that compared to a fully blown animation system and whatever is that well you can do a lot of iterations uh, while processing because i think it's about 30 seconds that you can actually let the the executable process right before it's being shown uh, and that is a bit different compared to to doing these kind of calculations 60 fr- times per second um, as you need for, for a real-time thing. However, the maths behind it is like, uh, yeah, I kind of failed math at school. So no, I'll, I'll, I won't go into that <laughs> in a way. We have, yeah, we had like, uh, uh, I, we had IQ on an episode before who also, uh, who won revision I think it was 2020 when it was online for the first yeah. time and you could participate from US and made a fantastic image. And also, actually, he did a video where he explains 
how it works. It's like you start with a sphere. <laughs> it's like okay, yeah, that's cool. The part that I don't understand but, uh, because it's if within a, within one picture that you have several uh, objects and and uh, you know um, shapes. I mean, if it was just one pattern that was some mathematical effect or something, then fine. But if it's within the same picture, different objects and different things that are shown, that is something that I don't really understand and particular iq like you know pissing me off when he just says he starts with a sphere it's just like <laughs> what the hell it always starts with a sphere but yeah i know it is that kind of like you just basically use shaders to push the pixels and well we're gonna ask yeah. why i have no idea i'm trying to start explaining this like i know what i'm talking about which i absolutely don't but why do you think it is pop has become more popular over the last years is it just something that you can do like on your own and you don't need to bother about music and graphics and and design and style i guess that kind of will help yeah you have to it's 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 just one thing indeed you don't need movement you don't need music it's something you can focus on by yourself. I think it's a lot of one-man yeah. productions, definitely. Uh, even last revision, because it's been a compo at a compo staple now, basically at a lot of parties. And even like last this year's revision, I want to say last year's revision, <laughs> but this year's revision, which was in person for the first time and very very yes. fun, uh, had a, a newbie winner in the uh, 4K graphics uh, executable graphics compo. So there was somebody that was just doing this. As their first entry and won their compo, which is quite impressive yeah. altogether. Uh, Marojic with the picture called Storm. Look it up on that it, one. It's, it's amazing looking. And you look at that image yeah. and you go like, but what? <laughs> How? Are these just mathematical geniuses that are somewhere, you know, and think, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to compete with that because, you know, if you have the know-how to do it, then, okay, fine. You don't need other resources or other you know group members or whatever team members to participate in the project is that something you can do it on your own and just go for it i think so i also love how it kind of shimmers through axel that you had a lot of trouble with your team members <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> but bloody team members i'm not sure if, if today's scene is <laughs> no, equally just, social as, like, you can just do something on your own and you don't need anyone yeah. else to do it basically that's what i meant i think that is definitely part of it let's we'll, 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 we'll should bring that up in the interview because it's definitely part of it is um being able to focus on it for yourself. It's like the same you see happen in uh, the smaller intros, the size coding. It's all something that people can just be focused yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, let's let's ask uh, YX to see how, how she goes on about doing things as well. Because, I mean, um, knowing from other projects, uh, most often myself, I just want to have some sort of target. Or if I'm just starting from just complete, hey, let's uh, music is my thing, for instance, let's plink something on here and then see where I end up. Or if we, if I just plan everything, I'm curious to see how that one will work. Yeah, we never really uh, going to talk about music no. now. <laughs> no, 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 graphics, no, but at the same, I start songs sometimes having no idea what I'm going to make. But yeah, I think maybe this is, I guess, it's the same with graphics. Mm. Like you might have an idea, an outline, or like a thought. It might be interesting because you also don't need feedback from anyone else. I mean, either you're convinced that you're going to pull it off and it's great, but. You can basically just lock yourself and say, okay, I'm yeah, just going to yeah. do it the way I want. There's no, no other, again, Axel Kaiser. <laughs> I'm going to lock myself up sometime, I'm going to start producing procedural <laughs> no, 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 graphics. <laughs> lovely people, all of them. I mean, we're just yeah. rushing. No, we're just rushing. No, no, I think it's procedural graphics. I think it's a really cool thing where like generation and especially shader, like real-time usage for graphics. Mm -hmm. uh, and in that vein, uh, I want to give a shout out to Posh Brawley, Evil, we all know Evil, uh, one of the well-known shader 
uh, coders and uh, contestants in uh, the Shady Showdowns. He's always everybody's broski. <laughs> Shout out to Evil. And he made a website called um, Posh Brawly, where you can basically muck about with shaders. It's kind of like Shader Toy, but a bit more freeform. And that's also like, it's a fun tool. So go check that out at uh, poshbrawly.net. Just wanted to put sh- like in the shader. Like, we talk about shaders, and uh, the ne- next episode we're going to explain to people what shaders are because we have no <laughs> idea. We just repeat these words, these words that we hear. We just say, you know, this thing. We love it. I think we should just go to YX yeah. and 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 do an interview and ask all these things because we clearly don't have a clue what we're talking about. Nope. We're going to kick off an interview today. We're going to talk about something really cool and fun. And quite new in the demo scene, uh, executable graphics. And I hear you scream at home, what is it? Executable graphics, what does it mean? And we're going to explain it all. We have a very special guest to help us uh, in that explanation. And it's YX. Welcome. Welcome along. Hello. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. I mean, this is um, executable graphics overall in my book is something that I really haven't grasped myself. So it's, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to hear what you have to say about it all. Yeah, it's a quite a new thing within the demo scene. So, yeah, tell us, when did you get started? Because you also haven't been in the demo scene for that long, have you? Yeah, so my story with the demo scene actually starts in 2011. Um, I was just browsing YouTube one day, and I encountered through, I don't know how it came up on my feed, but the uh, Razer 1911s We've Accidentally Borrowed Your Vote Disc. Yay. Such a good 64K, and I just I fell in love immediately. I really hoped it would be second reality, because so many people <laughs> would have been so pissed off if it was like on YouTube still. Bringing, but fair enough. Uh, but that's uh, Raz, right? Raz, uh, yeah, Raz, yeah, Raz and Tough Mood, yeah. Yeah, I was a late bloomer. Um, but that came off in my feed, and I, I loved it. Um, and I just kind of casually followed the scene for many, many years, um, late 2017, I think it was, I started watching Ferris's streams and really enjoyed the stuff that I was learning there. Um, and then January 2018, one of my coworkers, Sabi, um, who knew that I had an interest in the demo scene, came over to my desk and said, hey, revision's in a few months. Do you want to go? And I had no reason to say no. It seemed like fun. Um, and I very quickly had the, the realization of, well, I can't go to a party and not bring a prod. Um, which led to us frantically putting something together for the party. And I've just loved it ever since. There's nothing quite like it. I mean, that's the best way. And you get thrown in by the <laughs> with clothes and all and just go for it. <laughs> it's like a good coworker to have. Like, it's like we're going yeah. through a yeah, exactly. just come along. I think that's nice. And I love that actually stumbling on an intro on YouTube is kind of like getting something on a floppy from back in the day. It's a very similar story to a lot of demo scenes from back in the day, but then in the now, so I love that. So I remember that uh, that was the year you brought the 32 kilobyte intro then. Uh, I think it was 16 kilobytes, but yes. Oh, it was 16 kilobytes in the 64 mm. kilobyte compo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a 4K that turned into an 8K that got out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> and still no no 16K category yet. So yeah, I think we we'll have to wait for that as well. I don't think I, really... I don't know that we need one, but. No, I think it's fine in 64K. But yeah, because I remember that. Um, I love that. I'm not going to make it about me, but a little bit. But at the the studio compo. And meeting you and somebody was like, that's YX. 
they made the 16K. It's like, you're coming with me for the studio compo. And introducing you to everybody who went like, oh, that was awesome, because nobody knew who you were. And I was like, no, they made the 16K. Oh, that was awesome. Everybody was like, so that was so demo scene of like your first production and then immediately going like, here you go. This is what yep, we do. Just throw me straight into the Perfect. defense. I loved it. <laughs> That's actually the perfect way of doing it. I, to be honest, I'm I'm way too old to actually remember how I bumped into the demo scene because it must have been in '85 or '86. So yeah, let's let's not go there. But, <laughs> but uh, it was that those were the days of um, swapping uh, cassettes, not even discs, and and then it got started there. So so um, <laughs> well, I'm happy it's still it's still happening. I'm happy people still yeah. find the demo scene in this kind of similar arbitrary way and i'm being dragged to a demo party feeling you have to participate i think so how did that change from executable like like demos to graphics um so revision 2019 i think it was they tried to get rid of the compo um because revision 2018 i had met blackle at the newcomer table um who had had an entry in the exographics compo that year that compo only had like five or six entries right um, and i think the organizers said well the compo's not getting much attention we're just gonna like axe it for the next year <laughs> and there was mass outcry none of us wanted to get rid of the compo i'd been working on something <laughs> privately um that i wanted to release in that compo and so we all just called out no please give us the compo back um to which the response was okay but you'd better give us some entries and there yeah. were like 20 something entries that year um <laughs> I love how that works. Also, to quickly explain, maybe we should explain. I don't think we have a lot of listeners that are not very aware, but what executable graphics is. Can you give a quick primer of what it actually is for people? Yeah. So it is instead of like a real time animated piece with visuals and music, it is purely static visuals, right? You get, uh, at least under the revision rules, you get 30 seconds to produce a single static image. Um, within a size budget of four kilobytes is the standard one. Yeah, so real-time generated by the computer, so it takes a long time to show. Yeah. Um, what is it like? It's the, the pros and cons of, of course, of like making an intro or making a static image. What drew, what drew you to that, to the static image thing? Um, I, think, I think part of it is just it's a lot easier... Um, in a lot of ways to to focus on like composing a single static image like if you're creating an animated thing you've got to consider like how does it look at every single point in time you've got to consider how does it interact with the music am i trying to tell a story is there a narrative um things like that whereas with executable graphics it's much more it's almost akin to photography you're really just focusing in on an, a single image um and i don't know i just think it's really fun i it's kind of hard to describe. I just fell in love with it. I love that. I mean, that's that's really why you should do this anyway. So so it's uh, it's actually perfect, <laughs> perfect reason to actually stick to to uh, static ones because I mean I. Um, I mean, you started off with the sort of moving image way of doing things. Did you feel like, hey, it would be more uh, more of an art kind of thing instead of, I mean, skipping the rest of the bits, like the animation and like everything, and just focusing really on getting as much as possible out of these basically static pixels in the, in the end, end run anyway? I mean, does it feel more fulfilling somehow, or is it... In a way, yeah. I mean, I think part of how I got into it was I was very interested in path tracing, um, which is just like a way of more accurately modeling how light behaves and how it bounces around a scene. 
Um, and we have seen people doing this in real-time productions. I think the most famous example would be Absolute Territory by, uh, by Nobby. Oh, God, um, I love that so much. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. In, 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 in terms of getting like a really like well-converged um, image, a really clean image out of it, um, you're kind of not looking at real-time. You're looking at spending like several seconds rendering out an image. Um, and so it kind of felt like the natural direction to take that interest of mine. Um, and yeah, I've just really enjoyed it. It's just really fun thinking about, okay, well, how can I push myself to do something new with this each time? Yeah, and it's because you also tend to focus on the more realistic images, like realistic yeah. looking. Is that also like trying to make it look, because we've seen so many good Axie graphics in the last few years that really push do words like nearly photography images. It's amazing to see. Yeah, exactly. Like I think that's kind of, I think it's a natural consequence of the size bracket um, because you're trying to make, in a lot of ways, you're trying to make the most impressive thing you can within that size bracket. And so making something that looks indistinguishable from a photo feels like kind of a natural consequence of that. Um, like that would be the most sort of impressive thing that you can do within that. Um, and so that's certainly the direction that I've been taking a lot of my work. Um, although I think at a certain point, I'd like to push that in kind of the extreme opposite direction, do some more like stylized pieces. Yeah, yeah, the other side. Uh, maybe also, I don't know if this is even possible, but because this is such a subject of like real-time generated graphics on a computer, can you explain what you actually do to make this image happen? Like, what is it? Because you're not drawing a picture. You are not modeling or maybe you are modeling at first, but in the end, it's a four kilobyte executable that has to display all this. So can you run us through the process of what it does? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> the yeah, better context might be for people going like, but I don't know, I don't understand what it is. Yeah, so, so the way I create mine, at least, is um, it's all through pixel shaders, much like you see in shader live coding competitions. Um, you're writing a whole bunch of code that runs for every single pixel on the screen and works out what color should that pixel be based on where we are. Um, in terms of how I approach it, I implement like a, a ray tracer that fires a bunch of rays out into this into a 3D modeled scene. Um, that scene is defined purely in like mathematical um, representations of shapes. Um, how is it? Uh, like how is it textured? How does the material like bounce the light around? Um, things like that. Um, and so it's really every single aspect of that is something that has to be handcrafted. Like, how does it bounce light? What does it look like? What colors of things? What shapes of things? Where's the camera? Properties of the camera? How wide is the, the lens? That kind of thing. Um, and then all of that wrapped into a little like C OpenGL framework that actually runs that shader and presents it to the screen. Right. And it's just a lot of code and it's a lot of typing. Yeah. <laughs> And also, uh, when it comes to this, do you start off by just cramming everything in there and, and just doing a, a big thing and then start optimizing? Or how do you go on about that process? So in terms of optimizing, I've only actually had one piece where I was actually running up against the size budget. Um, I know that's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> uh, but no, like, I, I just I really heard just... like a hundred thousand demo scenes going, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my process is I kind of, I start in Shader Toy um, and I prototype things out in there and I don't really consider how much space I'm taking up because a lot of my work is kind of minimalistic anyway, so it's not really pushing um, up against like complexity constraints. 
Um, and then I bring it over into my my own framework that's running through like Crinkler and Shader Minifier, and then hopefully things are in budget. Um, and the one time that it wasn't, the the most recent piece, the uh, uh, the museum that I did for revision that had multiple previous works crammed in there, yeah, um, that one, then it's a case of going into the shader and like rewriting things and stripping bits uh, bits out. I remember that that was I saw you on Twitter going like I didn't make an entry and then all of a sudden it was like submit an entry like hours later like okay <laughs> yeah this this is a bad habit of mine that I will leave it until like a couple of days before the party to actually start making something and then just in a caffeine fueled fury just make a thing I think this is literally twelve hours in between these to like yeah. bought a ticket submit an entry awesome <laughs> so good because yeah I feel like before I want to talk about the framework you made and also what it does but before for that it's like i feel the 4k access scene is very tight knit as well as like there's a group of people that do it and i have the feeling that it's a very close group of people doing this together yeah what are some of your favorites like that are out there what are some of the techniques that you've maybe learned or is it also a sharing technique do you share with your or is it really competitive of like oh no uh we don't like actively share techniques that much um but it's not like we're it's not like we're like closely guarding secrets or anything. Um, but yeah, there's there was back when I was streaming shaders a few years back, um, kind of early into my, my scene uh career, if you will. Um, I set up a Discord server for just like people who were watching my streams to to come and join um and come and talk about this stuff. Um I kind of closed it off now since I'm not streaming as much, but we ended up with a lot of XE graphics um coders in there. So a lot of us are just like trading notes. Uh in that um so if you if anytime you see me uh sending greets to the moon base that's what that is oh that's awesome i love that little little tight knit communities within the demo scene you get these communities <laughs> of people and because uh, yeah because talking about the framework so you used like tools and things that were available to create these shaders and how did that come to create your own tool blossom that has now also been used by other people yeah so when i started out everything i make is prototype and shader toy um, it's just, it's such a fantastic tool, real-time feedback, just type code, hit a button, immediate like feedback on screen. Um, and also it just supports multiple passes, which is like really useful for doing the, the path tracing stuff that I was doing. Um, I was using Bonzomatic as well, just cause that's the tool for, uh, like live shader coding. And I was streaming with that for quite a while as well. Um, but that doesn't support that kind of readback effect. Um, or at least it didn't at the time. I understand it does now. Um, the framework itself was kind of, it didn't start that way. It was very much thrown together in a mad panic at Revision 2019. I had shown up to the party with a shader toy and a hope of submitting it to the compo. Um, and like during the party, I grabbed uh, Nobby's Leviathan framework and just kind of stripped out everything that I didn't need from that um, and just kind of reworked that into something that would get my shader off on the screen. Um, and then over multiple releases, copy and pasting it, tweaking bits and pieces, copy and pasting, tweaking bits and pieces. Um, and after a while, I kind of came to a realization that, hey, this is actually kind of a generic framework that other people might get use out of. Um, so I spent a bit of time polishing that up and, and getting that released because, you know, I wanted to be able to give back. Right. Oh. And for the people, <laughs> for the people that don't really understand, what does this framework is like, what does it do? What does it give you? Um, it basically gives you a way to take shaders, supposing, you know, I guess shaders that you've created on Shader Toy and drop them into the framework and then you get an XE out of the other end. Um, 
Like it's it's really designed because um, the competitions they expect you to have uh, an executable that you submit, um, and a lot of people are like making things on Shader Toy, and it's just kind of yeah yeah Blossom is just this framework that kind of sits in the middle of that. <laughs> I love that. Like the parties still need need executables because they're old fashioned like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, but so yeah, so it, it bridges that gap uh, between like messing in shader. We had IQ on an episode as well, just giving that freedom to create shaders, which is awesome. Yeah, and then just bridging that gap of like the tedious work you don't really want to do. So you did that for people. Like here you go, you can use this to make an access. It's called Blossom. Yeah, you will find it in our notes. If you want to start, if you want to start with XD graphics, right? <laughs> what would you recommend to people? Except checking out Shader Toy and Blossom, obviously. Um, yeah, if you, if you want to start with XD graphics, Shader Toy, obviously, most of my works, like most of my releases, are like public source available. Um, obviously, check out Blossom. I'm not aware of any 4K XD graphics frameworks, but things like Leviathan for Novi. Um, and IQ's framework are also just very useful references for making tiny axes. Um, and also just talk to people that make axie graphics. You know, most of us hang out in the scene discord. We're pretty approachable. We're just, we're just people too. <laughs> it's <always laughs> tends to happen. Oh, that's perfect. Why the name Blossom? Any particular reason? No reason at all. It just came into my mind one day and it felt right. And I must confess, I did not do my, my due diligence on that. I must apologize to Blossom of Marquee Design. I'm very sorry it was not my intention. Well, this happened I, I will look things up properly next time. Yeah, well, it has happened before. <clears throat> Notch. <clears throat> yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I say, and especially the difference between nicknames and tool names. And I think it's fine. I think people will not mistake yeah. Blossom from Marquee Design for your framework as then she's a person. I, I hope so. They might ask questions about it. Like, did you not know? You have to go talk to YX about it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because also, and you also have the uh, a website called executable.graphics in which yes. you actually kind of curate and display all the XC graphics. Where did that come from? Is it the need to, like, there is no good way to show these? The the route to that one was uh, was a funny one. It was, I was just scrolling through the list of, like, top-level domains that you can get one day, and I spotted graphics, and I was like, hang on, you, you could do executable.graphics with that. That would be funny. And so I bought it, not intending to do anything with it. I just bought it. That's always how it starts. It's the domain. Let's buy it and then use it like at one point, maybe. And then like, I don't know, a couple of months later, I was like, okay, let's actually do something with this. Let's like, I don't know, make a gallery of like XE graphics that I think are neat. Um, And it just kind of grew from there. And what what do you want that site to be? I really want it to be the place that people go when they want to know what executable graphics is. Right. right. It's if somebody's asking what it is, you send them that link and that'll you know, explain it. It'll show off examples. Um and I guess in the future I'd like it to have more sort of getting started. Um, because right now it's just a big gallery of the quote unquote best um executable graphics, uh, and then like a listing of like meteoric laureates as well. Um and a short explanation of what the what the compo is. Um, but yeah, like I, th- I think it could have more um, like getting started guides and sort of you know how to bring more people into it. That bit uh, when it comes to learning websites is well, it's always tricky. You start off. I mean, look at Curio for example. Damn, I'm, I'm jumping on to, to Gloom quite a lot today. I'm sorry about that. Now, but um, I mean, it's always a matter of um, 
where to actually put your uh, creative time as well. Because, I mean, we're, we're all uh, quite busy people, sadly, uh, these days. And not everything can be curated the way you want it to be. And uh, even though the intentions... This is also why I'm a bit afraid of releasing some stuff in, in open source. Because, hey, then all of a sudden you have a sort of a... Yes, you must maintain this now. Uh, have you gotten that feeling about Blossom, by the way? Um. Not so much. I I try not to let myself get caught into the trap of like constantly like refining things and tweaking things and changing things. Um, you know, like the most of the code of Blossom is um, unchanged for the last two years since I released it. Um, aside from like a couple of small bug fixes here and there, mm. um, it's I really just kind of wanted it to be a starting point, right? Yeah. Um, and people seem to be using it for that. Like I, I ran the numbers a couple of weeks ago. Um, since I released it, there have been a total of 114 4K XE graphics releases, of which 33 of them were made in Blossom, which is what about a <laughs> third of shabby. them. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. But, but there is kind of like you will have to sometimes do updates for it. But I guess that's then yeah. if you keep it lean. Because that's for the website, that will be different. If you want to make it bigger, people have to commit. And then you yeah. can only use your time creatively once, either do a write-up or make something. And people rather <laughs> want to make something than do a write-up. <laughs> it's uh, it's always difficult. But yeah, I hope because that is something, because it's so it's still quite new, and I have the feeling it's been growing, and especially during the pandemic as well, I think the compos have been... Yeah. I think everybody was just bored and doing cool stuff. But Yeah, we've definitely seen a lot of first-day releases, um, some of them using Blossom, some of them using other frameworks. Um but yeah, no, it's been a really good time for the compo, you know, especially now we've got the meteoric category for it as well. Yeah. So was this the first time this year? Um, I think it's been two years now, possibly three. All right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. That's, uh, I should have done my homework better. <laughs> I apologize to Shana who has had everything prepared. Um, yes. Yeah. So, that's, so yeah, becoming a serious category. Do you see like you see new people? Do you also see some of the... The the older 4K heads and um, um, 8K heads doing uh, branching out to like graphics. Um, yeah, like we've seen a few. Um, I was there was one I was quite surprised by, although I think it was just in the the um, the push to to save the compo back in 2019. There was an entry from um, Boise of Conspiracy. Um, mm -hmm. which I was not expecting, but that's awesome. And obviously we had IQ show off a few years ago as well. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's just, <laughs> it's still obviously like a technical challenge, but I think it has somewhat of a lower barrier to entry than some of the other compos. You see, you see newcomers. Yeah. Because I would love that for new, new people to come in. Like, I think it's also a lot about like composition and aesthetics now. Yeah. Do you have the feeling it kind of pushes away from the technical aspect of it, or you feel like it's it's the growth of I think I think certainly to an extent there is a lot of focus on on composition and aesthetics and maybe less so much on the technical side of things, but I think we I think we're definitely gonna see people trying to push it in more interesting technical directions. Uh there have definitely been releases in the past that I was very impressed by technically. Um, that I've not seen similar releases since. Um, it's one in particular that I was really fond of. Uh, was Milk Drop um, from New Body of Horology Demo Days 2013, which did this absolutely beautiful like three-dimensional fluid sim. I've not seen anything like it since. 
and it's it's just gorgeous and i really want other people to be doing like interesting sort of compute based things like that um like i yeah, think yeah like the things uh, static image of a fluid sim is that something you would go to then rather have it in motion or yeah where it would be fun to actually have it as a yeah like that it would be great as as like a 4k intro or or similar um as well but yeah. just like things like that using kind of techniques that are not your classical sdf remarcher um i'd love to see more things like that and to be honest, I mean, when it comes to to getting into the whole uh, well executable graphics scene and working stuff, I mean, I am a sort of a programmer by day these days. I wouldn't call myself a real time programmer. I would never be able to. That that's something that I can't grasp. So I guess if I were to put myself into uh, sort of graphics creation stuff, I think that executable graphics would be way easier for me than also have to think about animations and all that kind of real timey stuff. So so I guess. Um, even though it comes with with its own uh, challenges and 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 hard stuff, I guess you can say it's easier to create uh, an executable graphics only than a, a full animated intro. Or do you feel there's a what, what's the easiest in that sense? Um, there's definitely trade offs, but I think certainly in a lot of ways it is easier just being able to focus on that single static frame. Um, certainly, that's. That's what I felt um, kind of moving from doing intros to doing executable graphics. Um, a lot of the a lot of the times I spent on the the few intros that I did was like manually mapping out like beat sync because um, I'm one of those I'm one of those people that has this obsession with having like really tightly synced audio and visuals. and I spent so much time <laughs> on that, especially on Brainworm. Um, and as for you as everybody in the demo scene. It's it's this that's it's such I think the biggest thing in the demo scene is timing. I think everybody has that kind of neurological neurological needed to be nicely in rhythm, and and it's harder. So before we get to like asking you the question, will you do a real time intro again? I want to use the rest of this interview for you to convince Ziphoid to do a four K exographic. Oh no! (laughs) And and tell him it's like easy enough for where where you can start and which Discord to join. (laughs) <laughs> oh well, it, it would pressure. actually be. A, yeah, well, I'm I'm still trying to get back into making music again, so perhaps I should change career. I don't know. I don't. Know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, stages, but it would. Stages. Yeah, it would actually be quite fun to 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 see what can be done because well, I'm not the most prolific at math either, so it depends on <laughs> everything like that. Well, could be interesting. I think that's important, math. I think it seems. <laughs> Well, plus is is that okay enough addition? No, not really. No, but uh, but it would be actually be fun to to dig into this at at some point. If I don't have any of the other twenty seven different projects I'm working on right now, I'll definitely compete you guys. Podcast included <laughs> as a project. So you have yeah, to go to yeah. go back to the four K graphics, like you say, like you have an image to work on. Do you have an idea in your head? Like I want to have this visualized, or are you mucking about in Shader Toy and like oh, this is fun? It's it's really really very variable like some of the pieces that i've created really have just been sort of serendipitous i was noodling around in shader toy and something came out that reminded me of something else and then i tried exploring that direction and seeing what happened and then you know that's how the uh, the footprints in the snow long way from home that's how that one came about was just doodling in shader toy until something happened um certainly other pieces of mine have been much more um starting out with a visual in my head and then taking steps to to create that. Sometimes it is just a lot of sitting in front of a blank canvas and just waiting for something to show up in your mind. 
Yeah, like, <laughs> and, and, yeah, I said that, and I'm waiting to show up because I have to like calculate for a really long time, so it's all about waiting. Uh, yeah, so is that the game where you start? Does it? Does it? When there is an image, it probably changes over time as well. I have to, I ask this question to like 4K creators because there's usually people on their own, and it's like, yeah, I usually end up with something that is quite different oh, yeah. from what I had intended. Yeah, yeah, you're never going to be able to create exactly what it was that you had in your mind, but that's just. That's natural with really any creative medium, I think. And I think it's also your very strong visuals. Like, I think one of my favorites is, I don't know the title, but it's The Wall with the, like, one huge tile. Oh, yes. Which is a very stark, yeah. The the two triangles? Yeah, the two triangles, which then has that one wall in the sky, and it's just the one skewed. It's like, it's a very powerful image in a very simple image, yeah. but actually conveying a lot. And I really love that when, when that is something like you can you can see like it looks really simple, but you clearly spend a lot of time yeah. on it. Yeah, well, you say that. That was actually a pretty pretty quick one for me. Um. Ah, there goes my theory. <laughs> <laughs> no, but art. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. Sometimes it is, I have a very clear image in my head or a very clear idea in my head, and I will spend a long time working on that. Like the uh, the playing card, is this your card? Um, that one, yeah, that's a fantastic that one, one actually well, took me obviously. a year to start to finish just because I started doodling it for, for one revision and I couldn't really make it work. And I kind of just let it sit for a number of months. And then like six months later, I came back to it and started playing with it again. Didn't really get too far with it, put it away again, came back the year later and suddenly, suddenly I was able to make it work. Um, couldn't, couldn't, didn't click. Cause that, so we're going to link to all of these cause you have to see them to also, of because course. the, is this your, is this your card? I think yes, it was called, yes. right? Yes, and it's it's the detail in it is absurd. I mean, that is clearly back and forth on that probably a lot, including the small y-axis on the back of the card deck, which took people <laughs> a long time to see. Which yeah. I loved. Yeah, I really like that. Is um, like creating art that you kind of have to sit with for a little while to really like understand yeah. it properly. Um, like we had that with um, primitive portrait as well. A lot of people didn't see the shadow face during the compo. Um, which you know kind of sucks from a, a live voting standpoint, but that is what it is. It at least picked up the the honourable mention at the the meteorics for that one. Um, but yeah, we, we, we come back to the voting at parties. Like I've had my opinions about that before, and like maybe we should re <laughs> But it's it's a scene. It's been going for forty years. I don't think we can change certain things, but I hope <laughs> we can. It's sometimes it's too fast. Sometimes it's yeah. Yeah. I have my hang-ups about it. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Um, and certainly, like, other pieces of mine come together very quickly, um, but they usually the ones that come together more quickly are the ones where it was, I had, like, a feeling that I needed to express in that moment, right? Like, um, one that, that really stuck with me um, is actually probably my simplest piece in terms of, like, uh, a technical level. Um, was light at the end of the tunnel um, from Nova 2019 because I was just yeah. going through a real hard time at the time, and um, I I just needed to to get that out into the world. You know, I was like looking back at it now, it still conjures that that very vivid image of like just where I was at emotionally at the time, um, and obviously other people looking at that piece won't necessarily be able to to feel that same thing. Um, I think certainly other people who have gone through what I was going through at that time will have a better sense of it. Um, but I think 
I think to an extent, some of the stuff is kind of open to the audience's interpretation as well. Like they'll be able to project their own experiences into into the, the actual work as they see it. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm looking at that piece right now, actually, and I mean, it's very evocative in the in the sense of just being. Well, you see, there's a light, and there's yeah something around that bend. You never know what it is, and it's completely up to you as well. So really, really nicely done. Okay. And isn't that art? And that's what I love in that it's also absolutely a vehicle for all of us demo seniors to deal with things, to show things, and I think during composition i've i've felt it i've noticed like this i've seen like oh i kind of feel what you want to say with this and i love that the most when and even technically it doesn't have to be the most uh fantastic thing but it's just at that moment the best way to convey it yeah. so yeah exactly and it can all live on its on every everything can be existing that same like it's sometimes we get very hung up on like oh but is it like this is it an executable <laughs> on our hard disk because we're old <laughs> and and i think it's like sometimes you do a step back and you go like this is just a bunch of people found a way to just deal with stuff and show stuff and then be very creative and learn from each other and i think that's the most beautiful part of it and that you can share it yeah. with people yeah exactly like um you know, at least some of the time that's accepting that I'm not creating this artwork for a demo scene audience. I am creating this artwork for, you know, a particular like kind of people, people who have gone through similar experiences, that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, maybe it won't do so well in the compost, but that was never the purpose of the artwork to begin with. Yeah. Again, coming back to compost, <laughs> but yeah, <it's, laughs> I'll, I'll save that because that's not what we're talking about right now. Uh, but then coming back to real time, because you, yeah, you did that great 16K, and I think that really cemented you as a like a player in the demo scene, oh, I think, quite quickly as well, at least for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, are you ever going back? Are you going to do something real time again? I mean, I think Subi did the music for that one yes. as well, right? Yes. Yeah. All three of the intros that I did, uh, Subi yeah. did the, the soundtracks for. and it's, What a person to have to do music for you. That's also <laughs> just a delight. Yeah. That's just... Yeah. Um, but yes, I fully intend on going back to doing real-time stuff. Um, like, I I am not done with XC Graphics just yet. I will definitely continue doing XC Graphics, but... Oh, please do, please do. Like, I wasn't saying, you don't have to choose. Like, it's the one or the other. I, can... I mean, time is, is the problem. But yeah, no, take time to do something, like, uh, real-time. I can do both. Moving. Yeah. I can do both. I contain multitudes. Um, but then intro, so it will be still like under 64K, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I I mean, real time more broadly um, is definitely something that I want to get back to to exploring. Um, you know, there is, there's been an idea that's been floating around my head for a while that I really want to actually sit down and make um, for a PC 4K uh, intro. Um, that's just, it's quite a personal one. And I think... If I ever get around to making it, you'll understand what I mean by that. Um, right. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, and I've, I mean, I'm kind of interested in other platforms as well, right? Um, there's been, there was some joking a couple of years back in the, the UK scene uh, Slack channel um, that I should do something for the, the ZX Spectrum, uh, just because then you can do all the wordplay of like YX, ZX. <laughs> <laughs> it's also an incredibly British computer yeah. as well. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Like you have to. It's like an it's like a, a rite of passage that you should do something for ZX, even if you're a new schooler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm also quite interested in the uh, the Game Boy Advance. Is I just think it's a really really oh. lovely platform. Um, 
We're bringing it back. I saw there was a Game Boy Advance demo at Outline, and I've been secretly talking to people because I love the GBA, and it's such it really a fun is. platform, and it's too quiet. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't have anything to release just yet, but I've been prototyping a few things here and there, and it's just it's such a lovely machine to work with. Oh, yeah. yeah, GBA. It's like an Amiga. It's like an Amiga 500, but then <laughs> yeah. a little bit easier here and there. <laughs> Even the audio system is quite nice on it as well, because you can actually do quite interesting yeah. bits there. Um, so, yeah, I've almost made music to two games, but they both got cancelled. Yeah. So, and that so, happened yeah. a lot. Same. That yeah. happened a lot. <laughs> game Boy was a fantastic platform for small groups of old Amiga seniors and C64 yep. seniors to make games and then not be published by Nintendo. <laughs> That's a whole cool. different story to talk about. <laughs> yeah. And who knows, maybe, maybe I'll end up doing XE graphics on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, that's like, do you see XE graphics? I think there are some XE graphics on other platforms now happening, like people have yes. been. Yes, so there was there was one that got nominated for the Meteorics this year that was on, I believe it's on the Amiga, um, and that was a really, yeah. really nice one. I was quite surprised to see a non-PC uh, platform uh, in the combo, but that's that was really cool. I really liked that one. And I'm hoping that we see more platform diversity because, um, you know, there are obviously different things you can do with different platforms. I know there have been XE graphics on GBA before, although not super impressive from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, maybe that's something I can dig into. Um, I did some sort of back of the napkin math earlier. Uh, you get you get 13,000 clock cycles per pixel if you let it render for a full 30 seconds. So that's got to be time to do something interesting, right? <laughs> We're going to stick to that 30 seconds because yeah. that's holy. <laughs> like, that, be, that needs to be a line somewhere. Yeah. I do like that, though. I do like that as, as we give ourselves restrictions. It's like even on another platform, because like 30 seconds for compiling shaders seems, I think that's like the, the minimum to do something, I guess. Yeah. Somebody just thought that up, I guess, for the first compose, like mm, 30 seconds. I think that will do. The rule that revision runs by is the rule that Nova runs by because they copy pasted the revision rules. And I think it's just what everyone does at this <laughs> point. It. That's just how it starts. Somebody <laughs> just says, I don't know, 30 seconds. We're like, sure. Let's <laughs> just see what we can do. <laughs> I wonder, like, if we get at one point, it's like actually graphics with some minute calculating, and will there be a difference? So I think it's like I would love to also muck with those because that is also the thing is that we we set these rules for ourselves, and then we just kind of like no longer yeah. budge because we don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though the scene is so creative and always like like running, let's just talk, my, my talk with G show was about it as well, like running around the rules, breaking the rules, but all of a sudden these are really strange. Yeah. But yeah, would that help a minute? Is that would that give like I. I don't know. I th- That's a tricky question, and I don't have a good answer to I it. I find it more interesting than, than just upping the kilobytes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I find that more interesting than upping the kilobytes. Like, If it gives you more time to pre-calc, does that actually matter? That sounds like a really interesting yeah. experiment. I, I actually don't have a good answer to that one. <laughs> okay, no, fair enough. I mean, this is something I thought. It sounds like, because I, yeah, I, th- I don't know, I was like, always like to find, like, the, the, what do you think that the next step could be for 4K graphics? Like, Do you think we're going to change... Or things will change when GPUs get better? Or... Um, I think certainly something that um, I hope will change is that, like I said earlier, um, that people will do more interesting things than just like conventional SDF remarching. Um, more, uh, more abstract, more interesting, just rendering techniques in general. Um, I would really like to see more use of typography in uh, 4K releases. Um, like it feels like it's kind of an underexplored um, thing. Yeah. Um, we've also seen recently with Love Byte the 256 byte XE graphics, and 
I think that's going to be interesting to to see where that goes. Um, it's certainly something I'm keeping an eye on, and who knows, maybe I'll start making those releases as well. Yeah, that's the thing I love. I love why oh, has been able to make it work on like smaller entries, and they it's also kind of like creative. Like, how can we kind of appropriate? It? How can we use this? Like, how can we make yeah. it our own? And we're loved by it, so we just make him. I think is it is it still like sixteen by sixteen or thirty two by thirty two or something like that? Two hundred fifty six colors, something like that. Yeah. And this is like these again these like ridiculous restrictions, but it's it was such a fun combo and so many amazing graphics, and it also sounds easier than it actually is because it's also time. that's how they get you. <laughs> yeah, that's how they get you. It's just, yeah, size There's not that's that a, many bytes that you yeah, need to fill. Yeah, how hard can it be? Yeah, exactly. But it's like it's one image, <laughs> one image you generate. How hard can it be? <laughs> Spend a year on a bunch of playing cards. Now look at that image. If you're listening to this, you haven't seen those yet. Go check out all these images and go to um, ex- executable the graphics because it's mind bending. And I think it's also for maybe for people difficult sometimes to grasp what's going on. Yeah, like especially like more or less the more or less programmer minded people, like the people that don't really follow shaders, and they just see an image and go like, "But I want to understand it, but it's so hard to like grasp what is actually happening." I think IQ did a pretty good explanation on his image. Yeah. There's a great YouTube video that we'll probably link to as well in the description. Yeah, it's. But yeah, I think that also it, it works against it a little bit. Yeah, I, think. I mean, it's definitely something that I've struggled with, kind of in the opposite direction. Um, is when I'm looking at old school competitions. I have a real hard time judging things on anything other than aesthetics because I don't know what is technically impressive or not for each platform, right? Whereas I do know shaders very, very well. So yeah. I find it easier to to judge and kind of critique those on a more technical level. And I'm sure there are people from the old school world who are looking at this shader stuff and, and are like, <laughs> well, is that impressive? Is that like impressive for the size bracket? Yeah. I just, it's a podcast, unfortunately, because I saw Zifford kind of shake his hat when you brought up all this. He's like, yeah, we know, because it's hard to convey, like, this is a C64, yeah. and it's basically worthless. <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing that shift. I don't think come back to your joining the demo scene, it's like browsing on YouTube, finding an intro. It's awesome that it just doesn't, it still happens. Uh, but yeah, I think, and me saying, is it a part of demo scene to understand these old school platforms? Like, I think it's good yeah. to know what they do. Like, I mean, it's the, like, I see a lot of the, like, as you said, like, I want to work on ZX. I've heard many, like, of the newer seniors going, like, I'm trying to do something on the Commodore or the Amiga. Like, people always go back to figuring out these older machines to see what they can do. And yeah, I love. I would love to see something from you on the ZX Spectrum. That would be really fun. I make no promises on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Like you don't have this, this podcast. It's all like we never hold people to anything except when I say I make a demo, and all of a sudden I have to do it. Yep, because uh, <laughs> that's how it works. But um, but yeah, I can see this now. And then uh, if you work with Gasman for yeah. music, I mean that would be uh, delightful. I, su- I suspect he would also have to teach me the platform. But I, I guess that would he'd probably be a good one yeah. to do it as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And how hard can it be? It's a really old computer. It can only do like five colors. Like how hard can it be? <laughs> yeah, there is there is one other 4K that I uh, I did feel like I have to mention with you here. Um, do you remember 4KB from Revision 2019? Yeah, no, I, I know where this is going. <laughs> I feel like we have to tell that story. <laughs> it's still a hidden. I think it's a, I think it's an open secret now because I think a comment on Pumbaa like if I could only take the credit because I actually. 
Are you going to blow it up? Yeah, you can blow it's, it up. it's been long enough at this point, <laughs> but it's been an open secret for a while. So yes, we're in 2019. My first Exigraphics release, Penrose Path Traced, I put into the compo that year. But I'd also had this silly idea for a joke prod. Um, but the rules say that you're not allowed to submit multiple entries under the same uh, name. And I had mentioned it to you while we were like drinking outside the party hall. Yep. And uh, and yeah, yeah, you Oki said. I'll just submit it under my name. Yeah, it's that's, that's, that's too, yeah, we made yeah. it. I remember going to your desk and you built it in like five seconds, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Me trying to remember my password because I was still drinking. I had no idea. But I also, for the, all the things I've entered under fake names, I have never understood why I released it as Aki because it would come back to me. People are like, are you coding? I'm like, am I? <laughs> am I going to talk about this? Yeah. And we knew it wasn't going to win. Yeah. So it wasn't really a competition for the compo. But like, I should have put a, I could have put any name in. Like, it would have been like this secret that we could have kept for like this random yeah. person. Could have added this <laughs> ask Gabby of Far Cry and just go and blow it up. Like, I've done that before. <laughs> I released stuff as people from Far Cry. I can't, I don't understand why I didn't think of doing that because now it's on poet as a credit that I made it. <laughs> yep. yeah. Let's change that now. I'm going to, I'm going to edit it after the recording. No, after this podcast goes out because yeah. also people, it's also a spoiler. I'm going to edit it to make it the gift to get it to you because you made it in like minutes. Yeah. Well, that was no, 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 no. It, joke. Yeah, it says it says says on demo server that I had definitely nothing to do with this one. Absolutely not. That's what yep, you said. This, why. this is true. So, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I I just distinctly remember <laughs> telling you the idea. You said we'll just submit it under my name, and then I was like, okay, yeah. back to the party hall. Let's go code this thing. And you hadn't realized that I hadn't made it yet. Like you had assumed no, no, that, that I had a pod ready to go, and I was just like, nope, this it is just there. an idea in my brain. Let's go make it. <laughs> and you could make it in, I think it was in like in half an hour yeah. we had it entered. And it's just, I'm also up for like, let's make this happen. We need to enter these yeah. kind of things. And that's kind of like playing against the rules of a party where you're like, you're not allowed to have more, but this one was never going to yeah. win. <laughs> so it's not really competition. It's just like, and the joke, I think the joke landed in a, I think it was like a tap and enough giggle from the hole that everyone's just exactly the right yeah. amount of people going like, oh God, I get it. Four yeah. cabbies. <laughs> but uh, just to clarify people, it's four images of cabbie of far approach. Um, for our cabbies, for because yeah. that is just something that everybody has thought about. So no, that needed to happen. That needed yeah. to happen. Uh, but the only thing that I was like, for there's so many productions out there that I made that I have absolutely no credit for, and I would like to keep it like that. <laughs> but this was the one I just decided to release as Aki of Accession. <laughs> like I could do it. Like that's confused a lot of people. So that was really yeah, fun. You're welcome. <laughs> Who knows? I might actually start mucking about in Blossom and in Shaded Tori, and I might make a, an extra graphic at one point. I made a demo. I'd love to see that. So, <laughs> who knows where it will go? Because <laughs> shaders are fun, and I will say exactly with things like Shaded Toy, it, it makes it so accessible for people, even when it feels daunting. Like, oh, it's cold, it's, yeah. it's scary. It is, but it also is like. So easy to iterate on and to look at, and especially share it so I just like run and break it. Yeah. So who knows? I think, especially. I mean, that's how I learned. Yeah, exactly. So, especially Ziffoid is going to make an extra graphic. I think that is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a project for 2025 or something. <laughs> so, let's go. <laughs> like all the commitments that Ziffoid has made during this podcast of things that he has to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think it's. Uh, is there anything else we need to discuss now about extra graphics before we wrap this up? Because I think we had a really good. Um, really good chat. I think it's like clear as well of like how to 
why to make X graphics because you don't have to make any movement animation or I think LJ is listening now going ah <laughs> <laughs> maybe did he ever do an X graphic do you know LJ uh, not off the top of my head he might have done I've not no, I don't, I don't yeah, think so I don't know so ask him the next time ask him the next time when I talk to him but I think he's just like, so she also speaking about commitment of like doing an idea and then crying <laughs> a lot. It's like, um, because I really appreciate that if these like kind of like one or two men, like when somebody does music, like two person productions, is this like this, you're fully in charge. And it also makes it daunting yeah. sometimes because now I have to finish this. <laughs> so, uh, LJ actually released one uh, executable graphics entry in the Tokyo Demo Fest 2021. Awesome. Yeah. There you so go. That's, uh, and and also, I mean, uh, there is uh, is there a reasoning uh, reasoning behind your nickname, by the way? Why executable? <laughs> so is, is, is there any connection or? What a good question. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I can tell the story of where my handle came from if you'd like. Yes. Yeah. Lovely. Please. Yeah. So, um, as is perhaps obvious from my voice, uh, I'm trans. Um, I came out. Very shortly before I joined the demo scene, I was very early in my transition back then. I hadn't found a name for myself as a person, let alone as a demo scener. Um, and one of the names that I had been considering for myself uh, was Alex, spelled like the Half-Life character, um, A-L-Y-X. Um, and it didn't stick, but part of what I was doing through that process was just like writing it out a bunch of times and just like seeing how I felt about like having that written out as my name. Um, and like I said, that didn't stick, but that just that pair of letters, YX, next to each other, that stuck. For some reason, it just looked satisfying to me, and that's where that came from. That's perfect. Then you can use it as, as card backgrounds and everything as well. Yeah, so exactly. it's, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. a perfect, exactly, because that's so fun about I love asking people about their nicknames because like half of them, like I was 12 and Dr. <laughs> Dick was a great name. <laughs> And I stick to it, and I'm in my 50s now, but heck, what are you going to do? Or these kind of like aesthetically pleasing visually, because it's so visual. We rarely say our nicknames out loud. We always have them in yeah. on on screen. So it's such an important thing to have a pleasant-looking nickname. <laughs> so that absolutely, I understand that, like, in written words are, like, so important, like group names. And you can't feel like this doesn't work because the word just doesn't look nice. And it's so yeah. weird, but I get that so And much. I mean, I actually yeah. changed my, um, well, the nickname that I came up with in 87 was Yusifoid. It started off as an X because that's a Xiphoid, Xiphoid process is a sort of a bone in the uh, chest or something. And oh, right. it felt, yeah, the, the X was not, it was stumbling a bit visually. So I changed it. Well, Z, that's Zorro. That's better. Yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> also perfect. If I these words, it just looked yeah. cool. Like to us teenagers <laughs> when we started. Also, I can't, like, I got my name forced on me. That also happened. People just call you Aki and you can't get, you can't get rid of it. <laughs> that's why I have many other names. Really stuff on it. And <laughs> I never said to tell people, but I love that so much. The origins of nicknames. So no, a very good origin story yes. of your name as well. YX. Well, thank you. It was lovely having you on the show. We'd love to see what you're going to do next. Mm -hmm. uh, be it visuals as in static graphics or be it a actually real-time intro again. Again, no pressure because we're not pressure because we know the demo scene is time, it's free time and you also have a yeah. job. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we all do, like we are very busy. So as we always say, whenever it comes, we'll see it. And uh, we'll keep an and eye on it. And hopefully, hopefully there will be something at Nova, I guess. 
No promises, but maybe ah, we'll see. Not not pressuring you, but I'm, maybe not, I'm not entirely sure if this episode goes out before <laughs> Nova, <laughs> but if maybe this comes out and it has happened and there was an entry from you, and maybe not. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but it's also the lovely thing is we do this in the end. It's all like for what we can do, and uh, we'll see. We'll see things yes. happen in the future. Yeah. But for now, thank you so much for sharing a light on XE graphics and uh, and how it works. Yeah, you're most welcome. It's really lovely to be here. And I'll get on to doing this some year or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 keep friendly badgering yes, please, you. Please, please, I something. will bug you, Ix, if if I get there. So I will bug you about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Join the Moonbase. Join the Discord. Join the yeah, Discord. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait with that for a bit longer. But thanks. <laughs> you can do C64 executable yeah, graphics. True. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'd love uh, to see that. Can make, uh, <laughs> new ground, new ground. Okay, okay, I think. So thank you so thank much, you. and um, we'll talk again soon. Take care. That was an interesting interview. I think that was a good explanation of yeah. all the questions we had. Yeah, I, I must say, think? I'm a bit more um, enlightened now than I'm, but I'm still quite confused, to be honest. But it was, yeah. you're going to make one though. I mean, yeah, you just I know. Kind of I know that's that just going to be horrible. But yeah, we'll see. Any year now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> before my 40th anniversary year uh, in the demo scene, I can promise. Okay. Yeah, so that's still. I feel miserable because I don't understand still <laughs> much of it. But yeah, we're, we're, I'm gonna meet you guys at some party, and then you will probably tell me more yeah. about this. Uh, so I hope yes. you can still enjoy. Yeah, it's just, enjoy the I pictures. take it for what, it, that's what the good I thing. see, that's and the that's the and, yeah. And, and I, I'm I'm still amazed about the quality that people are cranking out. I mean, for instance, YX's uh, thing at revision this year, even though. I think she placed fourth or something like that. I was like, okay, so I made these three uh, executable images on previous parties. Let's make all the three into one. And then she just adds them and creates a gallery of things. I'm like, what? You can't do that. <laughs> I love I love that it also was just like 24 hours before the deadline. Yeah. Like, I, I don't have an entry. <laughs> I should have an entry. I have an entry. I mean, that is... Um, <laughs> That's also something that just tends to happen now. It's also because it's it's easy, to, and especially with the online part of revision. Still, mm -hmm. even though it was in person, there was still online and uh, remote uh, online yeah. tickets and remote entries allowed, uh, which also was why the demo compo yeah, was yes. forty-one <laughs> demos. And it was, yeah, it was really fun though. It was a great demo compo. But uh, but yeah, I think it's 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 cool. Uh, I wonder if it keeps up for revision. But I think it was cool that they did that, and that you have so many more um, entries that people can enter that can't attend and just get added to the party as well. Can buy a ticket and the satellite parties. I mean, it was yeah, a but good, but don't good don't idea. get us wrong here now. I mean, just allowing remote entries at revision, it didn't turn into the extreme overflow of entries that we thought it might do, but it kind of <laughs> added to the load of the organizers that's for sure <laughs> it did as i said like it did it didn't overload people thought like oh a 40 like demo pc compo and yeah. it's been like mecca all over but to be fair we've had longer compo blocks yes. at revision yes when there was a very beefed out amiga compo and a beefed out pc compo mm. it was long but not not absurdly long so mm. it panned out pretty okay yeah don't say the comp don't ask the compo team indeed because they might be <laughs> having different um, opinions about it. But it was yeah, it was great that it was in person and it was great that this was still possible. And YX yeah. was indeed fourth in the competition. Yeah. And it was a really good compo because there were uh, twenty two entries in the four oh, K graphics. That is not too bad at all. 
more more to come about that and and as as mentioned in the interview as well make sure to check out uh, executable.graphics that website is is curated it's it's beautiful and and it gives a, a nice well view into into this lovely part of the scene to be honest part of the scene and then uh, speaking about revision yes we should um talk briefly about our friend that passed away from the revision organizers mm. people might have heard um accurate farbrouch who is uh for a lot of people probably not a very known scener as in you haven't seen him on stage that much or his entries but an absolute backbone of party organizing yeah I mean, I, I first met him at the final breakpoint. That was my first and last breakpoint. And he was the guy managing Breakpoint TV at that point. And we yeah. were doing the first scene set coverage of it. And he basically, well, steered us into whatever the, the Easter party tradition was. Because I've never been to an Easter party uh, in Germany before. I missed all the mecha symposiums and, and everything like that. So, so uh, it was a... a a great way into things and and uh, i mean he was just uh well helping out and uh it, w- it was a bit hard to understand because i never i'm <laughs> i had been to bigger parties to be honest in in the sense but just personal um i mean the amount of people attending but but it was just the whole structure of things this was my first german demo party as well so it was like yeah i know these guys they do know what they're doing and he was a big part of actually helping us get into this and, and enjoy the whole whole thing get into the vibe this sounds yeah. harsher yeah. than it that it is because i as a uh, i was a host of breakpoint and i'm a revision and no disrespect to the germans it sounds really harsh yeah, but no. the germans run a party it's that I've said it before is like a party of that size, the breakpoint revision size can only properly be organized by Germans because <laughs> it's just an organized machine. And yeah. Acrid was very much a a engine of like, as he did like festival organization as well. And yeah. just like a lot of like from beam team streamers to like just build up to like all these things. And for me as well, when I joined breakpoint in 2009, uh eight or nine i can't forget because i'm getting old um <laughs> he was a very like welcoming like because it is it is quite intimidating to step yeah. into that organizing crew it's like 60 people that are really like on their job yeah and um it's you just come in kind of like hello and it's just like being kind of eased into it it's like no no this is the way this is run and this is how because else we can't just you can't run a party any other way just being really well organized and it was very impressive yeah. and yeah when it when i heard that he passed away it was like it's very like it's people will notice it like not in productions but in organizational areas of a demo party yeah. because it was knowledge and um expertise and all these things so yeah we wish everybody that knew him uh, all the best and we had to like talk to talk about him a little bit yeah because the man deserves it as being a backbone of the demo scene in a completely different way than people sometimes realize there are yeah and i'm i'm so annoyed and sad about the fact that i didn't really get to talk to him that uh, that much this revision because every time he looked like he had some time well then i was behind the mic and then it's like i have some time to spare and it's like no he was too busy so very just brief highs and, and bias in that sense so it's quite uh, frustrating to be honest 
Uh, and uh, the overall, um, <laughs> I, I actually did quite a, um, a lot of uh, introspective thinking when it comes to uh, the, well, the whole revision weekend because I was not really going, but I managed to get there by help from others and, and everything like that. And um, so much has happened for to me personally the last year, well, a couple of years really. And this was a, a, a harsh time to, and a good time to actually think into myself. And then this comes on top of this. It's like, now it was a, a massive blow. And, uh, well, yeah. life, the only inevitable thing is death, sadly. But, uh, so, but yeah, not, and as everybody, uh, how are we going to say this? Just think about him when you're at a demo yeah. party. It's like, this is also run from a side you don't really think about, the backside of organization, and those people are really important. Yeah. And this is a loss for that. Yes. Also, maybe briefly, as an as an old C sixty four senior Zephoid, is there something you want to say about the X release? Yes, X has happened again for the first time in five years, yeah. I think. Yeah, uh, they usually do it bi yearly, and uh, because of COVID, well, things borked up completely. So now they're doing it two years in a row, by the way, because this year was massive. Um, I didn't go, sadly, uh, money and timing issues, but we were streaming uh, via Transmission sixty four and Seensat. Um, of course, we, we have been streaming from C, from from X since two thousand and eight, actually. But I think the first time we we streamed video was something twenty twelve or mm-hmm. something like that. And then twenty fourteen, we had the um, infamous cable uh, in front of the uh, the camera, so that's uh, still stuck sticking into things. So that's good. Uh, nowadays, uh, Frankie even has a, a software cable in his video mixer, so he can add a. Uh, he can add a cable. To, yeah, yeah. There was a cable. Just to explain to people, there was a cable hanging like over the big screen of yeah. the camera. Yeah. So because. people are going to like, is this part of the demo? Is this part? And then now we have that cable as a effect. So yes. we can always add yes. the cable exactly. in case you miss it. Exactly. No, but but overall it was uh, an amazing, um, well, weekend apparently from people uh, who were there. And what we got to see and hear on stream was just amazing as well. Uh, lots of, lots of, lots of great entries. And um, in case you haven't <laughs> checked them out, do so, because they're just, some Some of the stuff is just crazy. Uh, and um, uh, the, winner de- uh, the winner demo was um, a complete show-off in nostalgia and, and kick in the stomach for people who uh, have been playing Commodore 64 games. Like, yeah, and I recall this and this and this. Oh, hey, wh- how are they doing this on a on a sixty four? The, the performers demo where yeah. they do a uh, hundred C sixty four games on one <laughs> disc side. Yeah, um, which is impressive. Yeah, um, I will say that it was very funny mm. uh, that I watched a bunch of demos and it was. Um, very much the C64 scene getting over an existential crisis and deciding <laughs> that the only thing to survive is make lots of demos and have fun with your friends. Yes. And I found that incredibly wholesome. It was like really fun demos yeah. and it seems to have been a really good vibe. So I was very happy to see those demos come out of there. Yes. I'm not the biggest fan of old school pattering. People know because I've been very vocal about it, but I do get it. And I really, it felt really wholesome and I'm really, I'm really happy that that came out of that. Yep. So that was, yeah, it was cool to see. Indeed. So, and, and X will be back next year. So don't miss that if you have the possibility. That's cool. Um, any, any last words? 
before we close this episode and we wait for the next one and actually Axel. close close i guess close this for the summer a bit i think that we'll have some sort of vacation ish we know we don't know <laughs> we all hope we all hope that we have a vacation but there's no vacation for the demo scene isn't this the time that you make oh no you go to parties yeah. in the summer and then you make your demos in the winter that yeah was the... because lots of lots of um, parties is happening during summer of course so, so it's um, it's gonna be great axel what do you all an assembly yeah <laughs> what are you up to this summer um just vacation for the first two weeks of july and then uh, afterwards uh back to work but uh, no parties but i was actually surprised that uh, evoke moved earlier to the end of july right um do you it know any reason for that because that would actually make it possible for me to attend again <laughs> I don't know. I know I'm going to go. Okay. Because I always go to Evoke, but it makes it, because especially the hotels are really expensive now because there are other events that weekend. Right. So it makes it, it makes it harder, but definitely Evoke. I hope to see you there, Axel. It'll be good. No, I won't be there, but uh, but any I might be in the future if they stick to that time window, actually. End of July might be a possibility. Have there been any changes to, to Assembly, actually? Or is it still the same... Running? Assembly is happening. No, Assembly is the, well, it's the same as, well, I think it's the same as it always been. Yeah. It's the early August, and it's in the Mesokuskus in Finland, where there's about 8,000 gamers <laughs> going to play video games. And then there's also the demo scene. And again, people think like, oh, no, very respectful of the demo scene. Uh, at the Compos, all the screens go off, yeah. and it's uh, it's very cool. I'm going to Assembly this year because it's also Booze Drum 6. Ah, of course. For people in the know, they know, go to Booze and Bleed on Saturday. <laughs> at one or two finish time one i think and then uh, there's some old school gabber being played for a reason because it's a compo <laughs> uh, the sixth time it was started as a joke we're doing it for the sixth <laughs> time this year um but i also be uh, yeah, assembly check that so that's going to happen this year again and then there's a lot of stuff we're looking um, forward to your report <laughs> finland report the finland or finland report <laughs> like, assembly is such a weird party because it stops at like the afternoon it's it's, I really, again, can't praise Helsinki enough as a great city and Assembly as just an experience, which is unlike any other demo party. We should do the next recording from you being there. <laughs> For me, I boosomably. <laughs> well, I no longer drink, so it might actually work this time. But I'm in Finland. Hello. Uh, because Boosomblee, of course, is the open field just outside of the Mesokuskus where everybody's drinking because alcohol is not allowed inside. This is also not really allowed to be talked about on Assembly TV, mm-hmm. which always made it really fun when you got people off Boosomblee to do interviews <laughs> and they were clearly pissed. Move on. <laughs> so parties. So those parties coming up and hope to see you at some. And we'll definitely be back with more great uh, topics to talk about and especially more in-depth interviews about things that we know nothing about. Yeah, that's what we do. We're here for you because we're also clueless <laughs> and we're happy to learn along with all of you because it's great to have people talk about the stuff they know a lot about. So this show was hosted by Oki Axel Ziffoid and produced and edited by Shana and Lou Goober. This show is made possible by Echtzeit and Sinsat. If you can and want to support them with a donation, check out the links in the description. Thanks also to Scene.org and Bitfellas, as always. Let us know your questions, suggestions, and feedback at ZineRadioShow at Scene.org. Uh, our social media accounts in the show notes are on Pouet. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you like the show, please share it with your friends. You can find us on ScenesAt, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much. See you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye.
I just wish this podcast was on my own. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> just, I have no clue. Just move on. Okay, commercials now. Wait for the clap. <laughs> <laughs>